Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> Welcome once again to joining us for our on-site service this Sunday. For some of you who may not know me, my name is Louis. I just want I'm just one of the many leaders who are serving in the church, and I'm honored to bring to you God's word this evening. In case you are not aware, our church is on a six-week sermon series entitled Mission with the Master of Very good. And this is also our church team for this year. Over the past weeks, we have learned from our pastors on various topics which are essential to enable us to walk closely with God and to be on mission with the Master. We learned about God's mission which is to seek and save the lost, Luke chapter 19. Being in union with Christ from Pastor Lee, and just last week, we learned about how we can overcome our barriers to reach out to people just like Jesus did, John chapter 4. I guess the session that impacted me the most was week 2, where we learned about the spiritual discipline of fasting and how fasting can create hunger and space for us to desire God more and to be filled with Him. My wife and Lily... Well, my wife Lily, not my wife and Lily, uh, my wife Lily and the children will be first to testify that I'm not a fasting kind of person. I mean, if I am, I won't look like this today. Lah. Huh? In fact, I practice visionary fasting. What does it mean? That means fasting always starts tomorrow for me. That said, to let pastor know that I'm an obedient church member, I did try to put action to what I heard. And so I got my family together to fast for one week. My children fasted from sweet drinks, really fasted from Korean drama, and I fasted from watching online movies. And I must say that it was a successful fast and a good spiritual experience because our family managed to spend more time together sharing and praying during their week-long fast. And riding on that momentum, I got my cell group now to be on a fast together, you know, a 15-day fast from our last cell group to next Sunday, Easter Sunday, 0800 hours. Okay, this time I'm fasting from coffee from 2 p.m. every day. Okay, doesn't sound like a big deal for some of you, but Lily again will tell you that I drink lots of coffee every day, right? Probably four to five cups a day. And the coffee has no effect on me. Probably, and I can fall asleep while drinking coffee. Okay, can you beat that, huh? Okay, so it has, so to fast from coffee from 2 p.m. every day, it has an impact on my daily life. But more importantly, it has also created a hunger and space whenever I felt like drinking coffee to take the time to pray, to think about God, to reflect on God. And I hope that you too find some space and some time to fast too, to draw closer to God. Well, six weeks have passed very quickly and today we are actually at the last session of Mission with the Master campaign. Although the campaign ends today, Mission with the Master will carry on as the church team for the rest of the year. And more importantly, I pray that let it not just be a church team that continues, but the spirit of the team, which is for all of us to work closely with, master, with the Master to do His will, will be alive and burning in our hearts for the rest of the year. Can you say amen? Amen. This morning, as the, uh, this evening, as the closing session of the Mission with the Master campaign, 
I'm going to take a few moments to share about the topic, Living a Fruitful Christian Life. And the text that I've chosen for our meditation is from John chapter 15, verse 1 to 8. Let me read for us the scripture text. Verse 1. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Jesus says, He takes away every branch that does not bear fruit in me. He prunes every branch that bears fruit so that it will bear more fruit. You are clean already because of the word that I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. Because apart from me, you can accomplish nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a branch and dries up. And such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and are burned up. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, again, God says, ask whatever you want, it will be done for you. My Father is honoured by this, that you bear much fruit and show that you are my disciples. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing all of us here this evening. And we know it's not by chance, Lord, but it's by your will that we are here. So this evening as we come, let your word be that lamp that will light our path, so that we know the path to take towards walking close to you, towards pleasing you and shining for you. Let your word go forth, speak not just to our minds, but speak to our hearts, Lord, and let our hearts respond to your Spirit's prompting this evening. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen, Amen. Sometime last year, I had the opportunity to journey with one of my colleagues at work whose mom fell very ill. She is a colleague that I am close to because we are in the same prayer group at the workplace and together we share and pray regularly. Because of her mom's health, which was in critical state, we spent even more time in prayer together, and I also visited her mom at the hospital to pray with the mom. It was not an easy journey, because as much as we prayed for her, her mom did not pull through, and eventually passed away. This experience spoke to me again about the brevity of life, and how sometimes we only cherish life the most when we have the leaves of life left. It was during this period where I also saw my colleague saying words from her heart to her mom and vice versa because they both knew that time was not on their side. So in the same light, the scripture which we have read today, John chapter 15, is among the farewell conversations that Jesus extended to his disciples just before his death. These were heartfelt words from Jesus' heart because he knew that time was not on his side. Jesus knew that after his death, his disciples would have inevitable hardships to encounter in their journey of faith. And therefore, he wanted to highlight the important relationship that needs to exist between him and the disciples so that the disciples could live well after he left. As these are Jesus' parting words, they are important words, words from his heart, and so it will serve us well to pay some attention to it this evening. In this chapter, Jesus uses a metaphor of the vine and the branches to signify the co-relation between God, Jesus, and the disciples. The vine refers to Jesus. 
the gardener refers to God the Father, and the branches refer to the crowd that Jesus was speaking to, including his disciples, and that will refer to all of us today in context. Okay, so during this period in John 15, farming was an integral part of the community. The common plants that they grew at that time included vines, among others. So therefore, when God uses vines in his teaching, Jesus related the normal life with God's teachings and thus making it possible for the disciples to figure out and better understand his teachings. And in this case, to show the importance of the relationship and dependence between Jesus and the disciples. It's kind of like if Jesus is to be here today and he wanted to get us to understand this concept of the vine and the branches and how important both require each other, he would probably use day-to-day items like um, power plugs and laptops. And the first two verses of John 15 would probably go like this. You know, I'm the true power plug. And my father is the IT technician. He takes away every laptop that does not work with the power plug switch on. He fixes every laptop that works so that it will perform better. Okay, don't try too hard. I'm not going to try too hard. Just two verses, alright? Okay, being on mission with the master requires us to walk closely with him so that we can keep pace with him and at the same time stay plugged into the master so that we can live and do what he has called us to do is very similar to the analogy of the vine and the branches because there is a close relationship between them, a strong dependence of the branches on the vine, and in order for the branch to remain fruitful, God's will is then for us to live a fruitful life, a fruitful Christian life. Verse 8 also tells us, My Father is honoured by this, and that you bear much fruit and show that you are my disciples. So today, we want to take time to reflect on the passage which we have just read, to have a deeper understanding of how the relationship between the vine and the branches is so important so that we can live a fruitful Christian life and enabling us to continually be on mission with the Master. Okay, if you are taking notes, then I have just three main points for us this evening. The first main point. To live a fruitful Christian life, we have to remain continually in Christ. Verse 4 and 5 says, Remain in me and I will remain in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches, the one who remains in me again and I in him bears much fruit because apart from me, you can accomplish nothing. It may sound like an obvious point, but trust me, many a times, things can be obvious, but not many of us practice it. As part of today's sermon preparation, I wanted to provide us with a vivid picture of what it means for a plant to be fruitful and what is the impact to a plant when it is removed from its source of water, nutrients, and sunlight. So in front of us today, I have two pots of plant. I know I now look like uh, the guy outside NTUC trying to sell you uh, some plant-related products. Uh, no, uh, I'm not selling anything. Uh, okay. Here on your right, I've gotten a pot of plant which has been regularly watered, provided with sunlight, 
and you can see that the plant is growing well and the fruits are bearing forth in abundance and all because it is connected to the source of water, nutrients and sunlight. On the other hand, on your left, I have another pot of plant which has started off actually similar. Because we, I, I bought one plant and I split them into two. Uh. Okay, so similar start. But you can see, although it was beaming with life at the start, it has since, I have since cut it off from the source for seven days. Just seven days. And you can see that the plant has showed signs of deterioration. Even singing area, sing it, and shrunk and lack of life. I mean, if you go to the florist shop, which plant will you buy? If you buy this side, obviously. Oh, not head, correct? Buy this side. Whoever buy this, I don't know what to describe you also. Huh? Don't buy this, right? Uh. So to live a fruitful Christian life, we have to remain continually in Christ. Obvious. For the vine and the branches, the branches derive this very existence and ability to produce fruit from the vine. If detached, the branches cease to live or produce. And likewise, apart from Christ, we will have neither spiritual life nor fruits. You know, throughout my ministry, and I say this with humility, from time to time, there are people who come up to me and encourage me to say, Wow, Louis." You're very good, ah. You serve God in so many areas. Serve God here, serve God there, serve God everywhere. Wow, you must be very strong Christian, ah. You certainly living a fruitful Christian life, ah. You know, whilst I thank the person for the encouragement and compliment, the truth be told is that my spiritual life can seem fruitful on the outside, but deep inside, I can be drying up and be totally unplugged from the vine. Correct? Only people see outside, ma. Only I know what's inside. Nobody can truly see. Nobody can truly know except God and myself. And it is a matter of time before my spiritual life begins to deteriorate and dry up if I do not continue to be plugged into the source. You see, when we look at the plant, we can only see the fruits, how well it is growing on the outside. But whether the plant is plugged into the source, whether it is still drawing water and nutrients from its source at the moment of time, Nobody can see. Nobody knows except for God and the plant itself. But we know that if a plant continues to be disconnected from its source, it's only a matter of time. Even if it's fruitful, it will dry up and start dying. The deterioration from healthy and bearing fruits to a dying plant will take time to show. Seven days in this case. It's not always obvious by the onset, but with time, if the branch is not connected, it will surely die. So I wonder for today where we are spiritually. You know, on the scale of 1 to 10, when it comes to living a fruitful Christian life ourselves, are we a 9 or 10 where fruits are growing and our spiritual life is strong and healthy? Or are we a 2 or 1 where there are no fruits and we know our spiritual life is bare? dry and dying, only God and you will know for yourself. What is your answer? In fact, the more important question is not about where we are on the outside, but how much are we plugged into the vine and the source on the inside today? Have we been reading our Bibles, spending time with God, praying, worshipping Him? Because if we are fully plugged in, 
the Word of God tells us that it's only a matter of time when we will reach a 9 or 10. But if we are not plugged into the source, then Scripture also informs us that it is a matter of time before we reach a 2 or 1, even if you have a fruitful Christian life outwardly now. So let us desire today to remain continually in Christ so that our spiritual lives can be fruitful and we are fully on board in our mission with the Master. Second point, to live a fruitful Christian life, we have to accept that pruning is necessary. Verse 2 says, He, the Father, prunes every branch that bears fruit so that it will bear more fruit. As farmers attend to vines, they prune branches that are completely damaged or unproductive to ensure that the vine remains healthy to bear more fruits. So in life, God prunes us through people and situations so that we can continue to be healthy and be positioned to bear more fruits. And the problem is we want fruitful Christian lives, but we do not want God's pruning. And the truth of God's word is, this is simply not possible. Pruning is an uncomfortable process and at times it can be painful, but when God does it, you can be assured that it is out of love and not to harm us. So God usually uses people and situations to prune us and to mold us to become more like Him. And I feel most embarrassed to share this now, but one of the most recent incidents where God had pruned me was during one of my cycling trips. If you know me, and all the cyclists uh, can uh, listen up. Uh. If you know me, I'm a minimalist when it comes to cycling. Okay, So unlike my wife, who wraps herself up like a terrorist. okay, She'll wear helmet, she'll wear sunglasses, she'll wear mask, proper cycling t-shirt, forearm sleeve to protect her sun, the sunlight. She wear gloves to grip the bicycle, she wear long pants, she wear shoes. And I always say to her, wow, you wear until like that, huh? My son, you stay at home. Uh. And for me, I try not to wear anything except what is absolutely necessary before anyone calls for the police. Okay, too much information. All right, and this includes not wearing the helmet. And for your info, for the uninformer, in terms of cycling rules, you don't need to wear a helmet if you are cycling on the pavement. But it is a traffic rule to wear a helmet if you are cycling on the road. Okay, just basic 101. Huh? So one fine day recently, I was cycling from my home to a church meeting at someone's home. You know, church meeting, you know, somehow. I was happily cycling along the pavement without my helmet, huh? minimalist. And towards the last stretch, I decided to move from the pavement to cycle on the road just to get the thrill of cycling faster. And lo and behold, I heard a familiar sound from behind me. And this sound, like I usually hear at my workplace only. It was the sound of the siren of the traffic police bike. Wow. So when I heard that, I know deep in my heart. Ah. The TP officer stopped his bike in front of me and started to speak to me. And I was hoping in my heart that he will not recognize me. But I'm a minimalist. How to don't recognize me, right? I didn't wear anything, right? He said, Sir, 
Oh, I don't die. So, so my heart dropped really. Huh? You know that you need to wear a helmet when you cycle on the road, right? Nah, I answered, yes. Then he said, you last time hit ops traffic police, right? Oh, that was that made me super embarrassed, alright? I answered sheepishly, oh, yeah, yeah. Heaven and they are trained to uh, go all the way deep, right? Uh, we train them. So he then said, uh, you now in Woodlands Police Division, right? <laughs> oh, that time, uh, my whole world ego uh, crashed with it. Huh? It's those kind where they say if you can bury your head in the ground and cover, you just go ahead and do it with it. Uh. Okay. This went on for a while, and the long and short of it was that the officer gave me a warning for not wearing helmet while cycling on the road, which was well within his prerogative to do so. And from hence on, you can trust that I will wear a helmet if ever I wanted to cycle on the road again. But more importantly, I reflected about the incident and I sensed that God was using the incident to prune and to teach me about humility. How I need to obey authorities regardless of who I am. How I need to be a good example to others around me and shine for Him. And more importantly, how I need to learn to live right even when I think no one is looking at me. God will always know. So how is God pruning you today? How is He nudging you or, or giving you, speaking to you about changing so that you can become more like Him and live a life that is pleasing to Him? And my prayer is for us to be teachable and to be able to accept God's pruning as it comes, whenever it comes, because we know that to live a fruitful Christian life, we have to accept that pruning is necessary and that pruning is for our own good so that we can bear more fruit. My third and final point, to live a fruitful Christian life, we have to be willing to go where the vine leads. So it is interesting also to note why Jesus uses the analogy of the vine and the branches. I mean, even though there are so many other trees and tower and plants in those times, there is the sycamore tree that Zacchaeus climbed up to see Jesus, there's the fig tree that Jesus cursed, what is it about the vine and branches that made Jesus use it as an analogy to highlight the strong relationship and dependence we need to have with God? Why vine and branches? So I did a bit of reading and understand that the vines are also known or commonly known as climbing plants. So basically, they are the category of plants that uses a series of resources like a tree, a fence, a wall, a pole, or anything else. Uh, to help them climb on so that it can lift itself up above the ground and grow towards where it can receive water and where there is sunlight. So in short, there is no limit to where the vine grows. You know, not like a plant a bit more rooted. Huh? Because the vine grow, it grows wherever the light goes. I say again, the vine grows wherever the light goes. And so to live a fruitful Christian life, we, the branches, have to be willing to go where the vine leads so that we can remain continually in Him and it's the branch that follows the vine, not the other way around. 
Many of us at the East, were at the Easter community bread distribution yesterday morning. Yes? How many of you were there? Can I see a show of hands? Amokyo! Good. I a bit need to fall down there. Okay. It was heartening and inspiring to see about 400 church members, very young, young, not so young, coming together to be a blessing to the community. So as we went about the community yesterday, knocking on doors and pressing doorbells, many of us, or rather in fact all of us, were simply following where God leads. We gave the bread if the household was open. We moved on if the household was closed. We prayed with the household if there was opportunity. We wished the household well if they do not want the bread. You know, all of us simply following where God leads because we want to be a blessing to the community. It is not about us. It is about the community. So in the same light, to live a fruitful Christian life, we, the branches, have to be willing to go where the vine leads. It is not about us per se, but it is about us following where God leads and fully on board in our mission with the Master. So let us recap on the three main points. Number one, to live a fruitful Christian life, we have to remain continually in Christ. Okay? To live a fruitful Christian life, number two, we have to accept that pruning is necessary, not optional. And to live a fruitful Christian life, we have to be willing to go where the vine leads. So as I conclude the time we have this evening, as we close the campaign for the mission of the Master, Perhaps this evening is a good time for us to take a serious look at our spiritual life and ask God to speak to us and speak to our hearts on how we are doing in terms of having a fruitful Christian life and being fully on board on mission with the Master with Him. You know, for some of us, we may be going through a season of pruning right now, a season of trials and challenges, and God is probably working on us then I want to encourage you, He is shaping you up for more fruits to come. Continue to trust in Him. For some of us, God may be leading us to places where we are not comfortable. And we are uh, example to speak, uh, share Christ with one of our colleagues, to step up and serve Him in the church. The vine goes towards where the sunlight goes. And we, the branches, follow the vine. And I want to encourage you to have faith and follow Him and submit yourself to Him. Finally, perhaps most importantly, is for us to check whether we have been remaining in Him. Most important, abiding in Him. Just like how the branch is continually connected to the vine for its source of life, and then a simple way is to see how much time we have been spending with God through prayer, worship, or reading His Word. These are like the simplest, most common, and most practical ways to remain in Him. And it is my prayer that we will make a renewed commitment today to make time to spend with Him daily and in so doing, to remain in Him continually. Let us pray.